the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, we're back. It's a Monday. Power panels here. They got to do a show this week, next week, and they get a couple weeks off. I'll, I'll pay them for all of that. Yeah. Just so they know. You get holiday pay, right? <laughs> you get holiday pay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. Can't uh, speak without coughing. All right. Uh, let's start off some really good news first, okay? You want some really oh, good news? Good. All right. Yeah. Let me let me let you hear what happened over the weekend. Let's hit it for him there, Aaron. From Tranquility Base to Taurus Litro to the tranquil waters of the Pacific, the latest chapter of NASA's journey to the moon comes to a close. Orion, back on Earth. There you go. Got all the way back, 36 days. It's been gone. It's back now. That's good news. Came back in one piece. That's good news. Yeah, came back in uh, all one piece and was a successful flight. That's good. And uh, the next flight will have uh, a crew on it. They won't land on the moon, but they'll go around the moon. They'll go around it. And then they'll go back in 2024, and that will be to land back on the moon again and to start a base on the moon. That should be cool. So we're going next time we're going to stay because we're going to use it as the launch pad to go to Mars mm. is what they keep telling us. So but we'll have to see. Now, I saw a story. I didn't print it up because I saw it while I was looking at my cell phone one day uh, last week about how China is working real hard to get back and land on the moon before we do. Mm. See, that's just that's just what we needed. We needed a little punch in the butt to make us move a little faster on this whole thing, like the Russians gave us back in the in the sixties, and we ended up on the moon first. See, see, one of the differences with China is that they may not care quite about quite as much about the possibility of some of their astronauts dying. <laughs> they may be willing to sacrifice some... some um, well, I'm going to tell you there. what. The animal rights a- experts don't care. Uh, what they care about is that they eat dog meat. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, I mean they do. There's, a, sure there's they do. a special dog that they breed, they breed, and it's just for them to eat, and they include that in the diet for the astronauts. Oh, they, do they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, they were wow. oh, man, the Animal rights activists that's have hilarious. been going crazy about that stuff. That's funny. That's uh, a spaceship. Spaceship's not the only thing China's building right See, now. See, don't that? But here's the whole here's the whole thing. They don't care about the millions of people they killed with a the virus. They could care less about that. They care about the dogs. They can't. You know, no, no. They don't care about the dogs either. You know, all they're well, wanting they, to be is be first to the moon. They don't no, know no, what I'm, came oh, first. Oh, I'm in the animal rights section. Yeah. Okay, all right. They don't, yeah, they don't care what the animal rights They don't know if the said. chicken oh, or the egg came first. Because <laughs> when they take over, when they're going to take over the United States, animal rights activists, it won't matter what they say. Right. They'll get to see a room, and then they get to see uh, the front of the room, and then they won't see anything. 
because mm-hmm. the bullet in the back of their head will uh, show up. Or they, or they might be, they might be so hungry they're willing to eat their own dog. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these people may be depraved enough to eat their kids first. They're, they're trying to. Have you noticed here in the last few days we haven't heard anything about China? Not saying that the media has, you know, sold out to the Chinese, but we've heard nothing. You can't tell me they're not, the people just decided, okay, no more, uh, no more protests. We're not going to protest well, anymore. When the president's doing dealings with China all the time, I don't guess we should worry that much about the press. Well, that, well, I agree with that too. There's more and more coming out. It, this is going to get really interesting come January third when uh, the Republicans take over the House because they're going to really start looking into Hunter and they're going to and I really think they're looking into Hunter specifically to find out what Biden was doing. Well, that would be that would be relevant. Otherwise otherwise there's probably not a whole lot of reason to look into that, but if it's if it really was. No, I want to look into everything about I want to know if he's got hemorrhoids. I mean, I just I want I want to know everything <laughs> negative about that man because he has been living off the public teat for so long it's ridiculous. And that, that would be the thing, though. It Since may, the 70s, Paul. It, it may very well be that Biden needs to go to jail for some of the stuff. He I does. think he probably does. Well, there's a lot of people that's been living off of our tax dollars up there for infant number of years, uh, which is – but uh, – if but, he's but getting they, checks from China, and if he's doing dealings, yeah, if they're doing dealings <laughs> with China, I mean, he didn't get as rich as he is like Nancy Pelosi. They didn't make the money that they've got off of their tax dollar check. I mean, whenever you don't think it might have been some, just just some some prudent investments. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> some I mean, inside information, people, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I but, think it's uh, cutting deals with China. I mean, like Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton started this off with China a long time ago, giving China the most favored trade well, status. You guys want some computers? Uh, of course, we got computers. You want to set off? Yeah, you want to set off satellites to outer space? Oh yeah, we'll yeah, take, we'll help you out with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we'll send you some technology. <laughs> Just be sure don't look under the covers or anything. You know, don't don't look at any. Of you might find a congressman and a and a Chinese spy if you look under the oh, covers. That's exactly right. So, yeah, that just might so, happen. So Bill Clinton started this a long time ago, and it's just like the Bidens have just continued benefited from the position that they're in. It's amazing to me. It really, it really is. That, and and it seems to me that a majority of Americans just really don't care. You people say, well, Biden shouldn't be in jail. Why? Bill Clinton ought to be in jail. <laughs> I mean, he should have been tried for treason. Yeah, but we should know. We did. should know about uh, Bill Clinton. I mean, was he on the manifest to what's his name's island? And what was he doing when he was there? We can only guess. We know why yeah. everybody was going to his island. Well, we don't, uh, maybe yeah. too many people don't want to accidentally commit suicide. Well, that's. Oh, <laughs> I got a story about suicide today. Uh, you want to hear? Yeah. I, you know, hey, none of that would surprise us with the rest of his track record. He seems to have a track record like that. But what, the thing about it is, well, he wasn't selling out the whole country. Messing with women that aren't his wife, that he has a track. Does he really have a track record on that? I thought you... You're kidding me. <laughs> but uh, at least he wasn't selling out the country. Well, I don't know about that either. I mean, he was more interested in playing golf than he was in getting Osama bin Laden. Well, he was interested in cutting deals and making himself rich. And he still hasn't outdone his wife. I mean, as far as money, I don't think. 
I think she's probably got more more money than he has. Who do you think is richer, Hillary or Bill? Or yeah, do they just throw it all together so they can really mess it up and nobody can I tell? I don't know. Bill was the was a master deal maker, but you know she's ruthless. I think. I think Bill, I kind don't know. Ahab and Jezebel sort of situation. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's now, Bill was making his going. money in, you know, making suppressing speeches. suppressing the rice business in Haiti and letting them starve double time while he was making money shipping rice over there from uh, the United States. Yeah, he admitted that. Yeah, he I'm admi- saying yeah, that, that. Yeah. He admitted it. He admitted that, but I mean, giving China the most favored trade status, yes. their track record, and and allowing them to shoot satellites off in China where they have the technology before they had the technology to take nuclear missiles around the globe, Bill handed them that on the plate. So uh, I don't know. The people in Haiti is bad, but I tell you what, selling out the whole just world. Haitians, though. Come yeah. on. I, I said that with my tongue in cheek, all right? Of so, course, they're, seri- they're, you know, so they're people. What's new? Okay, so <laughs> let me ask you guys, what do you think about uh, catching the Lockerbie bomber? That was the one mm. from the 80s? Yeah, 34 years yeah, I've been ago. Yeah, some hearing some stuff on the he's radio. Appearing, well, he's appearing in court today. Wow. How old is the guy? I have no idea. I I don't know. All I know this is that they got him, and evidently they got him through Libya. Is that right? Yeah. He was hit so, out? Yeah. So did they actually know who he was all this time? Uh, for a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I understand that Barr signed the paperwork to get this all started, hmm. to go get this guy. And he was sitting at home, I don't know, probably wa- sitting in his underwear watching World Cup or something. Hmm. And guys broke down his door and went in grabbed him and whisked him away here to the United States. So I don't know if they put a bag over his head or that kind of stuff. I don't know if it was kind of a movie kind of takedown. All I know is that they got him while he was at his house. The part about his underwear and watching the World Cup, that's my makeup. It's, it's, it's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me making that. But it'd be, it's going to be interesting that maybe, just man, I guess there's two other people that are involved in this. They've only gotten one so far. And I believe the way they're, they've been talking, people talking that are close to this, that they know who the other two are. So uh, maybe they're going to get them all three. That would be good just to show people, yeah, you might get away with it for a while, but sooner or later, you know, we're going to get you. So don't ever stop looking over your shoulder. That is a a long time to be on the Because we may be catching up to you. You just just never know. All right, 16 after 6, we got a lot to cover up. This uh, cover up. <laughs> Sorry, we're not part of the, we're not part of the media. Uh the cover today. Uh we'll talk about Elon Musk and that drop that he did on Saturday that was really interesting from Twitter. That's all coming your way. It's going to happen here on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about our good friend Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants you to know you're uh, you know with your the health plan man guy. He wants you to know he can save you some big money. Thousands of dollars, especially, by cutting down the cost of your health insurance. And they custom build your health plan so you only get what's important to you. You're not paying for a bunch of stuff you're never going to use. Uh, It's private health plans that will pay you to go to the doctor instead of the other way around and are available all year round. They cut back on the middleman. 
middleman, excuse me, so that uh, you know you don't have to pay them, uh, that that money gets past them and gets into your check account where it deserves to be. So what you need to do is to call them or text them. Please do this for yourself. This is going to save you a lot of money. Uh, Call or text at 501-605-6935. That's uh, 501-605-6935. And uh, I would be on some plan that uh, Pat has done for me, except that I'm on Medicare. I I have no choice in the matter. It was like, take Medicare or you don't get your Social Security. I mean, that's just the way it, it works. Uh, or visit them online. Go to yourhealthplanman.com. It's finally Christmas time. The lights. Okay, so the, the roads are clear. Is that what you're telling us there, uh, Aaron? Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear. Except uh, that's not a signal fire ahead of you telling you that there's a curve coming up. That's somebody's car that's in flames. So, uh, you know. Give them room. Give them room. Yeah, you, want to give, you want to give a person like that room. Plenty of room, I'm just telling you. All right, so on Friday, something we may have missed, uh, the Biden administration uh, was told that they cannot force a group of Catholic health care providers and professionals to perform gender transition surgeries under an Obama-era regulation barring sex discrimination in health care that, according to the U.S. Appeals Court, a unanimous three-judge panel of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with a North Dakota federal judge who said the U.S. Health and Human Services rule infringes on the religious freedoms of the plaintiffs, including a group of nuns who run health clinics for the poor uh, and an association of Catholic health care professionals, and that was Reuters uh, reporting that. And then uh, this in as well, Catholic News Agency, the federal government has no business forcing doctors to violate their conscience or perform controversial procedures that could permanently harm their patients. That's from Luke Goodridge, Vice President and Senior Counsel at the Beckett Legal Group, which is a uh, Catholic group, and they wanted to chime in and let everybody know how they so felt nun, about it. nuns don't have to do sex changes. Well, if it's against your religion, no. That's good. And that's, that's good. good. That's There's, called religious freedom. We, and I'm good that they're doing that. I, it's insane that we're having that conversation. It, it, well, it, it really bothers me that they're... And, and, and it's starting to come out with these court cases like we're having here in Arkansas. It's starting to come, all, come out that these kids... Uh, are being given mastectomies, permanent mastectomies and things of that nature uh, because their parents wanted them to at like three years old. That's ridiculous. Well, I don't know if you... I mean, a doctor can look and say, no, let's wait until they're X years old where they know what the heck is going on before we start doing things. Did you see a clip from um, the testimony during the last session's um, committee meeting with Bart Hester questioning, I think it was a pediatrician, about the sex change gender thing? Are you talking about Um, uh, that it's... It's health care? No, no, no. What age is that? Was, I, I think it was, she was actually a pediatrician. They were discussing, well, what age should children be allowed oh, to yeah. have sex changes? Whatever. And so Bart Hester was questioning her, trying to figure out what, where did she actually stand on this. He got her down to four years old. A four-year-old. How about in vitro? 
Do you let a four four can, year old decide, decide if they want a tattoo or not? So do you if let them decide if they, comes up. Do you, and says, the, hey, I want a tattoo. No. Do you let them decide if they brush their teeth? Do you let them decide if they wipe themselves? Do you let them decide uh, what kind of food they eat in the morning? But you let them decide to cut their their sexual organs off. Well, hey, I, I, I was just looking up this weekend. Dave sent us a story this weekend about the late the lady who had taken the hormone blockers and yeah. was trying to get her health back so to normal. And uh, I got to looking. You know, Arkansas Children's Hospital has a gender treatment facility, and UAMS UMS will remove body parts. Wow. They will remove body parts. So I want to know if, if we did an investigation, are our taxpayers paying for sex changes in the state well, of Arkansas? I'm sure we are. As our tax dollars. Wouldn't surprise me. Wow. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Would it surprise you? Well, it surprised me in Arkansas. I guess I'm still a little naive from Mountain View, Arkansas, to think that our legislators wouldn't let our tax money be going to pay for sex changes for underage children. But There may, may be a group of I'm them that don't naive. want that money, but if the majority says, yay, guess what? It may, it may be that, there's, yay. that just, there needs to be some more oversight. A lot of times well, that's Y-E-A, not Y-E-A-H, just so you know. But there Go may ahead. just be that we need some more oversight there, because a lot of the legislators may not realize that some of these state facilities are providing these services. And uh, there are, and uh, very much came out in that article that you sent us, Dave, there are financial incentives for people to perform sex changes. All these hormones and all this medicine that you have to give these people when they're trying to make their body do things that God didn't intend for them to do, then uh, the that's a lot of money for, 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 the, for the big drug companies. Companies and uh, the plastic surgeons make a lot of money, and who knows? They probably go to some special uh, status and uh, to where uh, they get government checks for the rest of their lives, and maybe the families get who knows the money. But I don't know. There's financial incentives for people to, I don't know, mutilate. This is children. what I wish I had about a 25 member staff for all the different stories. I would like to get more information on, but. I make enough money to support my eating. That's about it. And I don't have enough to be able to have a staff. I wish I could. Because there's a lot of stuff that I would like to question. You know, that's a tax dollar. That's government funding hospitals. It looks like you could FOIA some information from those hospitals. We might be able to. We might be able to. Doesn't mean that they'll comply, though. Always keep that in mind. They may not comply. You know, they may have taken and moved their, uh, you know, emails and moved them over into a file. And you ask for emails, and I don't have any stinking emails. I got the file that's got the emails, but I don't have the emails. They're on the laptop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the new the new the new laptop, the new Hunter yeah. Biden ha- laptop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's just you know, you get it for Christmas. That way, nobody can find out what you got on your... Uh, that's one thing Bill didn't have to worry about. <laughs> no, he didn't. Thank God for him on that. Man, he better be... He had to worry about cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he had to VHS, worry about. Huh? Yeah. Kind of before the, before the time when everybody had, had video cameras. Remember Jennifer Flowers? Do you remember Jennifer? Yeah, Jennifer had yeah. the... She had the tapes on him. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then they could say, well, that's not his voice. And, and they would say, yeah, it is. He said, no, it's not. Prove it. Voice analysis is 
not provable, really. Depends on what your definition of voice is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that, that is exactly yeah. right. right. And, and the fact that you know, all of there's us, an is in there. All of us have known people that can do that can. Um, um, mimic other people's voices. Well, yeah, it could I mean, it could be Rich Little man on his deathbed. Who knows? You could have all kinds of people that that could mimic somebody else's voice. And it's like, that's not me. But they can tell the difference, though. All right. When we come do. back, I got to take a break because we got news coming up. Over in Canada, a doctor gave approval for a euthanasia. That's killing yourself. All right. Due to the person saying, "I'm poor." And I don't want to live anymore. And so they gave him the drugs to kill himself. We'll talk about that. This is the kind of stuff, you know, science fiction movies have been doing for a long, long time. Now, science fiction has become science fact. Remember that. All right, news, and then we'll get back here with R.D. Hopper and Paul Calvert on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the ride. It is a Monday, and it's much closer to uh, Christmas than it was yesterday. How terrible would that be? You're getting ready to go on vacation. You're driving to the airport, and your car bursts in flames. It might kind of ruin your day. Yeah, I would think that would ruin your trip. To be honest, and what do you what do you do? Do you just grab your stuff and throw it out, and and then put out a thumb and try to get a hitchhike to, up to the terminal? I might depend it might depend on on your situation. That's call a, weird. Call a tow truck and a fire truck. Yeah, and, call he's sent towing, and then call a. Um, no matter the situation, he's sent towing. Knows what to do. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Keys are in the ignition. That's it. Take it. Take it to Joe's garage. All right, there you go. Take it to the rec yard. Yeah, that'd be a way to do it. All right, hey Canadians. This is weird. Um, you know, the the way to know whether you want to become a, a socialist is watch what's happening in socialist countries. Mm-hmm. So I got the next two two stories I got for you are from two socialist countries. And no, it's not Cuba and Venezuela. This is Canada and Australia. Let's start off with Canada. A Canadian pensioner seeking euthanasia because he fears homelessness has received approval from the doctor despite admitting uh, poverty is a major factor in the decision to end his own life. Les Landry, 65, told assessors for the procedure he doesn't want to die but has applied for medical assistance in dying. That's called MAID, by the way, M-A-I-D, because he can't afford to live comfortably. Astonishingly, a doctor has given one of the two signatures required for Landry to end his own life despite knowing that financial hardships and not illness is a leading reason for the profound decision. National Review reporting also that, note that this is allowed in U.S. assisted suicide laws too. In fact, many assisted suicides are facilitated by doctors who have not treated the patient and only met them briefly for the purpose of obtaining the legal prescription necessary. These days, assisted suicide can even be obtained in a Zoom call. Wow. How well, you know, that? Well, but you didn't know that, did you? you, you I didn't know that well, one. you've probably heard, this is kind of a talking point of the left about abortions. Well, these ch- children are going to grow up in poverty, and therefore we should just kill them. 
point. That, that's that's one of the arguments that the left has been using. And for then years, they get I upset think. when I say give everybody a gun and let's stand in the poverty stricken areas of a city and kill everybody as they come out of their their houses. Well, I mean, they used to have the KKK for that, but now the Democrat has Planned Parenthood. Democrats have Planned Parenthood and some of these other other abortion providers, and so they they it's a little bit cleaner if they can kill these black people. I thought socialists be, before they're before they're born, but the Democrats have have um, they've they've advanced, if you will. I thought socialist com- countries everybody had equal. I, I thought there was well, no this poverty. Is equal. This is a poverty-stricken individual. Everybody's equally. Why should he be denied killing himself with the use of the government when anybody has a little bit of money can do it? No problem. Hmm. I don't know. See, the thing is that maybe the Democrats will let this guy move in with him. Yeah, I thought socialists, everybody had a living wage and everybody was making the same and all things was, everything was equal and everybody was happy. (laughs) They're all happy. There's no problems. You just wait for your check to show up and take what you get. Okay, okay. so you think that's bad? Let's go to another socialist country. Let's go to New Zealand. You ready to go to New Zealand? You know, there's more sheep than there are people. Okay. And they're they're trying to figure out how to start stop the sheep fart. Do they get a check too? Oh no! Well, yeah, they sheep. get a check. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> New Zealand has long been in the running uh, for the most draconian COVID nineteen lockdown policy under the WEF minion. As, uh, Jacinda Ardern uh, edged out, perhaps in its brutality, only by Canada. The uh, Kiwi nation recently threatened to remove a child from. His parents' custody on the grounds that they don't want him to be infused with anyone with mRNA blood. The uh, tech, the uh, ethical limit to a patient's authority over medical decisions for his or her child is apparently where that authority might interfere with Pfizer's profits and the state's societal control. A new video came out of New Zealand authorities establishing custody of the infant from the parents. The Hodge twins, the New Zealand government, is now taking babies from parents that don't want vaccinated blood pumped into their baby. Uh, and uh, Luke Rutkowski, in video fo- footage from New Zealand, said, Cops following orders, stealing a baby from its mother's cars, cops following under and will commit the most unimaginable grotesque human rights violations. Taking away kids because the parents don't want them to have a blood transfusion for somebody who's had, um, you know, a COVID-19 shot. You know, that's something I hadn't thought about yet. It's supposed to genetically change, make changes to your body. I wonder if they can tell. I wonder if there's a test to tell. There must be some way of figuring it out. Uh, There must be a way. It's scary. But now the government makes that decision. Mm. You know, it's not between the parents and the hospital. It's now well, just, just kind of. It's just kind of the uh, the idea. A lot, a lot of your socialist um, 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 pushers, the people who want socialism, they they want um, government to have control. They, they want the government to be the daddy, the parent. 
And, well, um, absolutely. That's what socialism's all about. Well, and it's and it's a, a lot of it. So you you start off with we we've been doing the public school thing for a long time. So government got the children at about what four or five years old. But then a lot of people on the left they want to start that oh, no, earlier. No, it's a lot earlier. They want than to that. now they got preschool, the pre preschool, and pre preschool. And, and so they are going to have government subsidized or government provided daycare. You perhaps. can start so, what to, to at uh, at three years old now. Isn't I, that it, where you start? It, it may be. But the thing is, I think. And then there's a lot of people that are pushing for government daycare even earlier than that. So they may end up getting them at two or three weeks old. If not, maybe just grabbing them right off right off the um, the table when the baby's born. Who knows? Well, that's that's what I'm talking about. The sex surgery. What if a parent finds out they they've gone, they, they find out that they're pregnant, and then they're looking at the baby's sonogram and they know it's going to be a female, and they go, "Well, wait, wait, wait," or they find out it's going to be a male. Wait, we want a we want a girl, so they want to do you know preemptive sex change in vitro. I'm telling you, I, I don't put it past them. Well, but we're, with, with the left, though, they'll be okay. We'll just go ahead and kill the child, and we'll, well that, of start course, over. I mean, yeah, take, we'll take another shot at it, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, that's, you, that, that's, you know, you're that's, not that's, wrong there, Paul. That's, that's par for the course. Of the, you're not wrong. The that's one of the, uh, when you look at, like, the top five reasons uh, for abortion, one is convenience. That is, has been and probably always will be the number one reason. Uh, is convenience, uh, but of the top five, like number three, is it's not the child is not the sex that you want because you want a little boy, wow. and maybe you got three little girls already, so you want a boy, but you're going to get a fourth girl. Oh no, yeah, get rid of it. Wow, they've been doing that in China for a long time, you know. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But the yeah. government forces you to make that decision, you yeah. know. Wow. They're actually letting you have more children now than just one. They're letting you have sometimes as many as three. Wow. Because their population is aging quickly. That's what happens. It's a government problem. Uh, it's a government process to solve the problem because the problem is you got to have enough youth in the in the population to have people for the armed forces and stuff. Well, and also just, I don't know if you've ever read Wealth of Nations. It was Adam Smith. Yeah, wrote, Adam Smith. And so Wealth of Nations, it, it kind of lays it out. It, it takes a long time to kind of get to the point, I guess. But the, the conclusion of it is that labor, the labor, man's work makes people, makes nations wealthy. And China for years has been killing their people. They've been stifling population growth. And um, and literally killing children. They've been killing females for at least thirty years that I know of. And, and so it's they've they've been destroying themselves morally for sure, and and not to mention just their own population. But it's 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 really insane. Yep. So imagine that you were told by your doctor that you're pregnant, and you're excited. You're you've been wanting to have a child, and then you find out it's going to be a little girl, and the government says we don't need any more little girls. We need more males, so we're going to sacrifice your child for the good of the country. And you don't have any you don't have any choice in it. You show up to the hospital 
They put you under, and they go out, oh. and they get rid of the kid. Oh, they're, they hide in China. I mean, they go to stay with great-great-grandma back in the rice paddy oh, in, the sure. of, of, in the middle some, of, of nowhere. So, yeah, they do fight it. A lot of not, them probably accept it. They've been brainwashed in that from the time they were small children to accept it. And, uh, and, but brainwashing works. But even if they don't, the government will improve. Upon oh, sure, yeah. You know, in England, it's much that way. We had a friend in England that had headaches, so he couldn't see a doctor, and a doctor would they just head, give, him some, give him some pills and say, no, you know, you just got migraines or whatever. And two years later, they figure out he has a brain tumor two years later, and they go, oh, well, you know, he's going to die now. There's nothing we can do for him now. So they didn't have to spend any of the money to treat any of that. So he's going to die, so they'll just take him to a nursing home to die. You know, the guys in his late 50s so they basically and got kids and everything so you know the family's like well you know that's that's inconvenient that's sad you know we're disappointed but you know there's no lawsuits you know there's no protest there's no anything they're just like sad that is and and here's the (laughs) argument that they'll make well you know there's only so much uh, money for health care and in the money that we're going to save on him, we can help this person who's 24 years person. old. They can have a sex change. Yeah. And, and, you know. You set up policies that way. So if, so if a right. 24-year-old gets a headache, you send them in for an MRI. Their so life the has more meaning. Yeah, 60-year-old gets a headache. They go, well, we're going to go through this process. We've got two pages of processes. And after we go through these two pages of processes, you're gonna then die. we'll get an MRI <laughs> done. So basically, yeah. you're going to be dead by the end or you're going to be fine one or the other but either way you know it was what was good for for the whole of uh, of the country so it was what's good so and everybody just thinks it's normal so you know people over here in this bad capitalist place were uh kind you know, of capitalist yeah yeah kind of a little I, I bit say kinda now <laughs> let me kinda, tell you right. small well, businesses you look at this inflation and the, and the cost of doing business today a, a single location family business it's just getting it's getting tough. So Did you see Million, the guy, the CEO up in Walmart, and then I understand. I know Aaron. I got to get a break in. I promise to do it right after this. It, it, that they uh, they made this statement over. I guess it was on Friday that if they weren't able to control shrinkage, that's theft. First, folks, <laughs> they call it shrinkage, but they they lost four hundred million dollars last year in stuff people are stealing from them. They've said that if they can't do things to stop that, they will either have to close stores and, and it's not even an or, it's an and, prices are going to go up because of it. Just keep that in mind. Somebody that's, you watch pilfering something by you in Walmart, man, it's going to cost you money, whether you like it or not. Animal steal, I guess. So the way it goes. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. I'm, I'm beyond time. Sorry about that, Aaron. Let me remind you about Billy Mack and ICU protection. Look, I uh, I knew I wanted to make sure my house was uh, more secure than it was. And so I gave a call uh, to Billy Mack. 
because look, his company does uh, Nuke One, and if they can do Nuke One, they can do my house. And I had him uh, take a look at my house, and we decided how many door and window sensors that we needed, how many cameras we wanted to add, how much motion detection did we want to have around the house, so I can make sure that the home uh, was going to be in you know in good stead. If I was out on a vacation or if I was at work and uh, Linda was at home by herself. Because, look, I got a, I got a Chowini. He ain't going to tear up some robber who breaks into the house. It's just not going to happen. He'll bark at him, and then he might lick him to death. But he, he's not, he's not going to be any kind of deterrent. So I talked to Billy Mack. I got door and window sensors on every door and window I've got in the house. I've got uh, several cameras now for the house from the blind spots uh, around my house. And I feel a lot better when I'm not home. And, uh, you know, Linda gets up to say, have a good day and give me a peck on the cheek and has poured my first cup of coffee. But after that, she's back in a horizontal position as fast as she can get to. And she's back asleep. Well, I want to make sure she's going to be safe. So uh, we fire up the uh, the security system and I don't worry about her. And uh, and I like that feeling. Uh, just that feeling of being safe at home is a is something that you can't really put a price on. You can do the same thing for your business. Here's the key. When you get it put in, you're not going to have to write a big check up front for all that equipment. Billy Mack makes that equipment yours from the moment that they put it on your house. He has been on the show, and I need to get him on the show again uh, to talk about this. But um, he takes and knows that it's going to take three or four years before he's going to break even and start making a little bit of of, uh, money with you. And all you'll be doing is paying for the service all that time at the very beginning. That's ICU protection. Let me give you a, a number to call. I called it. I had it in within a week. You have that kind of peace of mind that you want. 501-205-1333 is the number to call. 501-205-1333. That's ICU protection. I'm so sorry for you coming into Little Rock to work this morning. And you've got one lane blocked in Jacksonville because that's where there's only two lanes on the highway. All right. So that's going to screw up your morning commute. I can tell you that right now. And I do feel for you. I've been in that before. And that's not a fun place to be. In Gould, Arkansas, a story coming out of there, uh, this according to THV, the Arkansas Department of Corrections found inmate Caleb Cogburn uh, dead in his cell at the Varner unit Thursday at about 6.40 in the morning. The Department of Corrections notified the Arkansas State Police, who's now going to be conducting an investigation into his death. The Department of Corrections will also uh, be um, looking uh, into other aspects. Inmate Cogburn was a 24-year-old male uh, serving a 40-year sentence out of Pope County for rape. And uh, so that's stuff that they 
they're checking it on in in Gould, Arkansas, uh, this uh, this morning. And then another story, and you probably have heard about it, and that is a Christian cinema on Friday. Senator from uh, Arizona has said that she has uh, detached herself from the Democrat Party and has uh, become an independent. Now that means that where uh, the Democrats had fifty-one forty-nine, now. They don't have that any longer. Fifty. Yeah, yeah. It's fifty forty nine. So um, I expect that Mansion may do the same, which will make it forty nine forty nine, and throw a big monkey wrench in Schumer's plans. Uh, here's the problem for cinema: the departure from the Democratic Party raises questions concerning the future of her pivotal Senate uh, seat in the body's already slim margin between Democrats and Republicans. Arizona law will not allow her to run as a candidate of a particular political party if she's an independent. In other words, if she says, I'm an independent, she can't run as a Democrat or a Republican. So she's going to have to choose. There, yes. Well, maybe. Or she can just run as an independent. Uh, if, if, therefore, if she would likely be forced to run in a 2024 general election against a future Democrat and Republican nominee if she seeks re-election to win a second uh, term. Washington Times reporting the 46-year-old dropped the bombshell roughly a year after activists chased her into a bathroom stall and bird-dogged her at a wedding she officiated, prom- uh, prompting the mother of the bride to plead with the small vocal group uh, protesters not to spoil the, sem- uh, the ceremony. And Ms. Cinema made it clear that she's sick of that sort of tribalism. So she wants out of it. Problem is, those kind of people, they're not going to back off, man. They're not going to back off. They don't don't believe in free speech or free actions or anything. I mean, to to be fair, she's she's been part of a party that's just nuts. I mean, the the Democrat Party has just, they've gone from from being um, from being messed up and morally depraved to being unhinged i mean they they're they're it's like they need straight jackets at this point they're 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 so let me talk about how unhinged they are they won't call it abortion anymore they call it health care now when you're care, when you're killing somebody i don't think you're caring for somebody you know, prove me wrong. Sex change is now someone. gender care. Yeah, it's gender care. Yeah, gender affirming care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's not forget affirming. You got to have an, another word with uh, what care to make sure you know that it's the kind of care that really takes care of you, not like abortion, where it's the kind of care that kills you. All right, it's the way it works. All right, got to get a break in. Let's get the news, and we'll be back. So it's the power panel in here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Rocking into the second hour. The Dave Eldrick Show, Christmas time in Arkansas. Good to have you along with us. Is it getting bright out there yet, Paul? No, it's still dark? Okay. Wake me up when the sun comes up, would you? I appreciate you. Uh All right, uh, so Twitter over the weekend. Elon Musk, uh, another drop coming out. Well, it's one of the... uh, newspaper people that he trusts, I guess, that made the drop. But here's what the Daily Caller reported. Get ready for this one. 
Twitter's former head of trust and safety. They they give these people titles just like the Democrats <laughs> give their give their titles to their so, their so, bills. So, just know they do just the opposite of what sort of like what the, it says. Sort of like the Nazis, but, but yeah. a direction of, or um, a Department of Public Safety. Yeah, yeah. Twitter's former former head of trust and safety had weekly meetings with the FBI, Department of Homeland Security. And the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, or the DNI, at least as far back as 2020. Now, that uh, was when President Trump was still president and was still in office. That, according to internal communications between Twitter staff obtained by uh, the journalist Mark uh, Tabby, uh, Matt uh, went on to find out that after the JC, uh, J6 meetings, internal slacks show uh, Twitter executives getting a kick out of intensified relationships with federal agencies. Are you ready? Here you go. Here's, let me give you the trust and safety head again. He's lamenting a lack of generic enough calendar descriptions. To conceal his very interesting, his words, not mine, uh, meeting partners. Didn't have enough generic things they could use, like um, the guy in the black coat. You know, they didn't have that kind of, you know, he needed more kind of stuff like that. Uh, Post-Millennial reporting former head of Twitter, Trust and Safety, Roth, tweeted out a link in 2010 to a Salon article titled, Student teacher sex, when is it okay? Question mark. And Jack uh, Posibic, the head of Twitter, Trust and Safety, uh, no answer, but probably will help us understand why child abuse was not taken seriously during that time. Mm-hmm. There you go. I mean, look, they were, they've were they been working with the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and the Office of Director of National Intelligence. I want to know what they were talking about, and if it was material that they shouldn't have been privy to, I want the people who were doing this put in jail. I mean, now now we're getting into censorship. That's what we're getting into. And, you know, that was I'm sure that was going on during Donald when Trump was well, president. What, yes, this is happening during Trump. That was going Trump. on during Trump's president. I mean, that's why I said from the get-go, you know, Trump was too nice of a guy. He should have cleaned house. I mean, well, he, he had people from Bill Clinton and Barack Obama working in political organizations like the FBI and the Department of Justice working against him. Well, we've, we've got this dumb idea about um, government officials having immunity from prosecution. So they've got this, what they call qualified immunity, when they break the law and violate people's rights. And but that's become, so that's that you can't sue them. But the government could go after them if they wanted to. They kind of can, but there's also a tradition that the government doesn't go after other government officials unless they've just done something that's just super stupid crazy. I'm looking um, at this, and, and, and I'm and, taking and a lot, super stupid crazy. And, and, uh, well, <laughs> the thing is, though, that our, our, our idea of super stupid crazy um, doesn't always fit their ideas. And and so a lot of times, especially time, if you're covered by the party in power, yeah, then maybe so. And that's and that's that's the thing is that we, we've but we've got this kind of tradition, and it kind of goes back, I think, to the idea of the government being your master, like the crown. You can't sue the king, who is your master. Um, so he's that's doing what's that's best for you. Something of that, like of that nature. Um, so even if he's wrong, he's he's your master. You he's need doing to, it for the right you reason. You need to shut up and um, submit. And but. 
that's not we're we're not British anymore. We don't have a king. The government is supposed to be our servant, not our master. The government officials should have um, high degrees of um, accountability and scrutiny. And um, but another, but instead we have the government officials with immunity when they break the law and violate our rights. That's insane. There's definitely still a ruling class. Oh sure. And you know the cost of running for a there's a couple. Now. There's a couple of ruling classes. <laughs> uh, one ruling class is po- are, uh, politicians, and they are only deluding themselves because the real ruling class is the person like uh, you know you know Soros that has the big checkbook. Well, there there is that. That's kind of the um, the. Um The man who has the gold rules makes the rules. The golden rule. That's exactly right. The gold makes the rules. But yeah, and so yeah, there's the there's the um, uh, the giant corporate class where they're uh, they're almost government agencies at some point. But hey, we say that that with. They say that we're going to have a change next session. We're going to see. It's we'll not see. that no, far away. It's not we'll that far away. So we'll there's hope. See. There's we'll hope. See. You know, we've never we've never seen. You know, one of the. I'll be talking about that today at nine o'clock. I got Roby Rock on. Cool. Yeah, how much you think that the Republicans are going to cut the budget in the state of Arkansas in the next budget? Probably session? none. But the, what I what I'm interested in one of the things I'm interested. Oh, they in, might, but they'll they, raise it over here. Right. No. Yeah. They make they may make a few <laughs> cuts here and there, but I think the overall budget will continue. Go up. We'll, we'll see, though. I, I'd be glad they to be will, wrong about that. I'm, uh, my my worry is that they'll try to play the game that has been played uh, since time began, I believe, and that is we're going to cut spending and uh, save you money out of your right pocket while they got their hand in your left pocket. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Yeah, like well, we're going to have less employees, but you know inflation's going revenue. up because of uh, Biden and socialism. Yeah, so we're going to have to give 5% raises. So we're going to get – we're not going to replace a few people that's going to retire. But overall, the budget's going to go up. Well, I, I'd even, say you know, even if, if it maybe, goes up 5%, we got off Maybe cheap. they'll take some people off a of payroll, but then they'll have a bunch of contractors, which in, in essence are still the same thing. They're still working for the government. So, but anyway, so one of the questions that I would like to see addressed. So, one of the things, you know, abortion is now illegal in Arkansas, but we've still got the the potential, and I think we probably will have quite a a bit of this happening. Is that these mothers who wish to kill their children will go to other states, or maybe not even go to other states. Maybe they'll have a Zoom call with a quote unquote doctor. I don't think we should. I don't think they deserve that term. But anyway, with a doctor prescribe death pills, who will then prescribe um, poison, death, death gotta, pills, poison. It's got to be an illegal for, drug for killing their children. It's got to be I, an illegal what, drug. What I want to see is: do the Arkansas legislators have? the intestinal fortitude to make abortion pills at least as illegal as heroin because heroin has legitimate purposes abortion pills are for the purposes for the purposes of killing your children well i have to say this and i don't give them a lot of credit but i have to say this on the issue of abortion the state of arkansas and its legislatures have done a pretty good job but the the abortion pill as they call it uh needs needs to be an illegal to have it shipped into the and, state and, of and arkansas are we, and dispersed so and are we going Right now, it. you can have it shipped to your home, and there's no penalty to have it shipped and to your home. And that's what I'm asking. Or do we have yeah, the exactly. nerve, do we have the intestinal fortitude to make it a crime 
to possess it, like like we do with like cocaine, like cocaine, cocaine and heroin. They both have legitimate medical purposes. When you buy abortion pills to kill your child, that is for the purposes of killing a person. That's health care. Yeah. That's what, they'll t- that's what they tell sure. you. Right. But the, but the thing that's is. That's reproductive uh, health care. Yeah, I guess so. Killing your yeah. children. So I, I think that'll be taken up. This That's the next step. and that's, I, I hope so. I, I, I think I, it'll be I, I taken wanna up. I want to see, though, because there's a lot of people that think, well, we shouldn't punish the mother for killing her children. I don't know why they believe that. But the, the thing is, though, that. That we, we can't have, we don't have jurisdiction to punish the doctors over in Kansas or wherever it is it's going to be coming from, but we can make it a crime to possess abortion pills for the purposes of killing your children here in Arkansas. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that needs to be done. For we'll sure. see. We'll see if the legislators have the nerve to do it. I don't know if they do or not. I'll see. Well, I tell you, It'll, and you know, we went back to the golden rule. The golden rule still does apply yeah, to the state of Arkansas. Golden rules, so, but uh, but uh, as Ask far as Walmart, the, I, yeah, they get they have a direct line, but. Uh, but anyway, I have to say that the legislators in Arkansas have had a pretty good track record on on the abortion issue. Not a hundred percent, as long as there wasn't like a bigger issue that was pressing, like government <laughs> subsidized health care or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, but as a whole, I think they've been pretty good, and I hope that I hope you're right. I hope that gets taken. I think up. I think this is probably one of the the last abortion issues in Arkansas that that kind of solidify the issues are we going to allow women to to still kill their children through mail or mail order but notice that they will not use the term abortion it's reproductive health care understand they're changing the dynamics of the semantics that are being used when you're out there and you're listening to the news i try to stop it here but it you know that's on my show but typically when it's reported in the press it's reproductive health care not abortion i had some guy this this i think it's kind of over the weekend i was there was some guy on, on one of the democrat facebook pages um and he was explaining how um, abortion is even natural in the animal kingdom. Is that that it, when when animals get in very stressful situations, and believe it or not, he actually brought up the fact that some animals will eat their young. It's like, dude, you're arguing for abortion over the, with that argument. Yeah, some of these people are just morally insane. Yeah. You know, we saw you talking about renaming of things. What well, we saw Obamacare named. What was the first name of, of the Obama Health Care Exchange in Arkansas? Uh, it was, uh, I don't know. They changed it to Arkansas Works. Was the, was the, um, Arkansas was, Works was the second name for it. What was the it. first one? And now it's AR Home. Now it's called AR Home. So the, hmm. the health care exchange. I don't remember. What was the, what was the first name for the um, Obamacare in Arkansas See, that they brought out? Was they it, know we have short memories, so uh, they use it to their it, advantage. You sure it wasn't Arkansas Works to begin with? It, maybe it was Arkansas Works. It might Works. have been the first. It maybe was. It might have been the then, first game. Yeah. Well, what the did they say change it to? What was it? Then yeah, they change it to Arkansas Wildwork. Yeah. We're going to give you insurance anyway. But uh, I don't know. Hey, latest tweet from Elon Musk, despite Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, I saw that not guilty is trending. When I clicked it, 
with many people defending lies and telling the truth about my story, I'm glad Elon Musk has uh, taken over Twitter so lies can actually be combated with truth without being banned and censored. That's from Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, well, he's still trying to, you know, I got a kick out of the people. Well, I didn't get a kick out of it. I looked at it, and their their way of determining this and the way they discussed it showed me just the way they are. He was found not guilty mm-hmm. in a court of law. Sure. Not guilty is being found innocent, all right? That's being found innocent. The left now is saying no. He He wasn't found innocent. He was just found not guilty. He really did kill people. Of course he did. He well, got to listen to the left. He really killed people. He's not innocent of killing people. Think but, about no way. Just think about that use of logic. It's definitions. Yeah, it's, it goes right back to Bill Clinton. Depends yeah. on what the definitions are. Right. Well, you know, I'm not. I'm not innocent of of driving into the station this morning. But that the term that terminology implies that there's something wrong with driving into the station this morning. So yeah, I'm not. If, if it was defending a crime, yourself. If it, it was is a crime, crime to if, defend yourself. If it was a crime to drive into the station this morning, well, I'm not innocent of that. I did it, obviously. But the, but the reality is, is that I, if he was found guilty of murder for defending himself, he'd be in jail. He, not only not only that, but I think I think riots would have gotten potentially a lot worse because when people discover that that. Um, well, we can we can attack people, and if they defend themselves, government will punish them. But you know, when Rittenhouse was acquitted, when he was found not guilty, it kind of put people on 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 warning that you know what, people can defend themselves, and government won't punish them when they defend themselves. And so, I think that's one of the reasons why some of these riots have slowed down because they they recognize that yeah, the government's going to back people up. If you attack them and they had to defend themselves. And this all comes down to judges, people. Judges are going to determine the definitions of our laws. That's the way it goes. So that, but this, so, but this, this was a, a jury that, that found him not guilty. But so, you're hearing you're hearing from judges what I just said a moment yeah. ago. Not abortion. You're hearing them say, hear them saying reproductive health care. So judges are using that. Term. I, I tell you what, I think we need to make judges a partisan election in Arkansas. I don't have any problem with it whatsoever. Oh, here's the latest from Elizabeth Warren this morning. Former Sunday school teacher here. Is, is were you a Sunday school teacher like you are Native American? I'm just wondering. Uh, protecting marriage equality isn't a threat to anyone's religious liberty. It's about our government treating every citizen with equal dignity. Oh, how well so it said Elizabeth. All right, a break. We've got more coming your, your way. East End Toy wants you to know, no matter what happens, even if your car has gone caught on fire and you need it towed someplace and you have a place that you want to take into and not the impound lot, you call East End Towing. Their phone number is 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. Please tell the, the police officer who is there you have a tow company you want to use, not the one that they want to use. That you want to use East End Towing at, and that you've already called them at 501 888 49 because you know no matter the situation you're in they know how to handle it you know i was 
figuring out the uh, the other day uh, what I was going to do next uh, December for the classic movie, and then it hit me. The movie Elf, remember Elf? Oh yeah. It doesn't sound. It doesn't feel very old, does it to you? That movie. It's twenty years old next year. Mm-hmm. So we're going to show it as our Christmas movie. Just letting you know, you can't buy your tickets yet, but when you can, I'll let you know. All right. Uh, Know that tomorrow night, uh, 75th anniversary of It's a Wonderful Life. We're showing it on the big screen. 75th anniversary. 75 years. So we're showing it back on the big screen again. If you want to see it, I think there's some. Well, I can look here real quick and tell you how many tickets we got remaining here. Let me look real quick for you. You just got to go to Riverdale 10 is all I got to do. And I have a secret code that gets me into it. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we got here? Boom. Here it is. Website. Yes. Got it. I'm getting there. Almost there. There it is. And... Yep, they've added a new show, another showing. Another theater. You can't go at seven o'clock. Got to go at seven fifteen, and seventeen fifteen tickets are at this moment. As I look at the, thing, uh, about a third of the theater is sold. So, I think we might make three theaters this year on it. So anyway, go to Riverdale Ten dot com. Get your tickets now. Five bucks. That's all it is. Five dollars. To see uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And look, if you've never seen it on the big screen, you need to see it on the big screen. You know? You need to see it while George is running down the the street with all the snow on the ground, which is nothing more than soap suds. Anyway, <laughs> and he's running down the street and saying, Merry Christmas! Merry, you know, you, you want to you watch it, all right? Everybody, back, Today, we would think that he's probably under the influence of some kind of illegal drug. But back then, he wasn't. He was just happy he was alive. That's all. You remember right, so. the, the Christmas movie where they have Santa Claus on trial? Oh yeah, the old one from the the old one from the from the forties. I think it's forty six. Yeah, that's Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, yeah, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. And my fa- that my favorite scene in the Christmas movie. So the the political advisor for the judge tells him to go in the back office before he makes a ruling that said that this guy's not Santa Claus, and he says if if you rule that there is no Santa Claus, that you're going to get two votes in the next election. Yeah. And it's going to be mine and yours. Yeah. There's only two votes you're going to get, and 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 then and then the prosecutors and the prosecutors, and he said, "I won't get the prosecutors." He said, "Why is that?" And he said, "He's a Republican." Yeah. So that tells you that at that time that the judge race in that time in history was uh, a, a partisan. Well, at least was a partisan at race. Pros- at least the prosecutors in, was. In, in, yeah, in the, in that uh, in, in that jurisdiction. But you know, but so the judges get. Make, make a ruling in the movie in politics is the primary focus of why he's going to rule that I way. I thought it was so funny in that movie because the guy who was his his um, political associate would sit there and he had that big old cigar. Yeah, yeah, I and love he'd it. He'd be smoking on the cigar and he'd look at him and the, the judge would look down at him and he, he would <laughs> give, he yes would give no. him a nod yes uh-huh. or no that you could go ahead. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's, uh, let's do that here on the Dave Ellswick Show time to get to some news that's coming up next here uh, I, I think it's bill o'reilly isn't it bill o'reilly is next right now here at 1011 uh the answer okay now paul i can tell that you wrapped this gift 
This has got yeah. This has got a man's wrapping. You, you job can tell on my it. mother didn't wrap it. Huh? Yeah, you did not wrap it. She did not wrap it. You did. All right. So what is this all about? Well, it's it's just kind of a fun. It's kind of a fun gift that I. That I does it include alcohol? No, no, it doesn't. Oh, okay, right. Although I suppose it maybe could, but <laughs> it, it's yeah. kind of up to you, I suppose. I'm, on that, I'm sitting on that here. One. I'm sitting here and looking at all the tape that he's put on. This, <laughs> this is. I'm telling you. Hey, this has I, been. I, I could have used duct tape. This, yeah, this has been wrapped by a guy. There's just no doubt about it. Oh, it's a mug. You got me a mug. I did. Oh, no, it's a toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. I can drink out of a toilet bowl. Cool. Or use it for your dog. Or, or I can eat it out. I can eat my morning cereal out of it. Uh, Boy, I... What's your favorite cereal, R.D.? I guess Frosted Flakes. You like Frosted Flakes? What do you eat, Paul? Well, I, I'll, eat, I'll eat a mix of stuff. I like Cheerios and... Um, granola and all kinds of stuff. My all the, the one I go with is shredded wheat. Man, I love shred, not the little ones, the, the big, big the biscuits. Big, big biscuits. I love those. Look at I'll that. that That's well a good too. size to eat cereal yeah. out yeah, of. Like that. Yeah. That'll <laughs> fit a lot of coffee in yeah. it. Or? I'll put that right here. I won't be drinking out of it. I'll just sit it yeah. right there. So, but when we can get back on uh, Facebook again, uh, you'll be able to see it. It'll right. be, It'll a, be um, sitting right out there for you. A conversation along, piece. Along with my uh, is my Viking ship over there? Viking, where is that thing? Is it sitting there? It's not. Where did it go? Moved it. Oh, there it is. There it is, back in the yep. back. I'm, I'm going to put it. I'll put it. I promise you, I'll put it back. <laughs> you brought that to me from like Sweden or something. It's Iceland. Iceland. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I, I think my I think my grandmother picked up something like that on one of her travels. Yeah, well, you want a Viking ago. ship. Yeah. You know, now if you're over in Iceland, it's for it's for Leif Erikson. If it's for Sweden or Norway, it's for somebody totally different. You know, they were like different clans. Uh, they were tough dudes. Yeah, they were. They <laughs> Anybody getting a canoe and head across the world to conquer the world? I I, tell you. I have one thing against them. They used to br- brush their teeth with deer urine. Is that right? That's so, tough. I'm you tough. Know, you know what? I, I'm telling I, about having morning breath. Lord you know, have mercy. I, I think I, I think I remember reading or hearing somewhere where the the Egyptians would use urine in a in a tooth preparation. Yeah, thing. I, I think it's probably it's for because the, for, the um, ammonia the, um, is that was um, in there. I think it is the ammonia. Yeah. So yeah. They, that would get for whitening effects or something. I don't know. But. It made your your teeth sparkling clean. Something like that. I mean, if they did. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Aaron? You think they had a a commercial that they had playing on Egyptian TV back down in Cleopatra's day, and that's where that little ding came from when they would smile? Well, I very seriously doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you what she could have been the most beautiful woman in the world, but if you're brushing your teeth with urine, I ain't kissing you. That <laughs> is not happening. Sorry. Just the way it works. All right. Anyway, we get back to other things to talk about here. You, know, you had something that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up for sure is that the uh, about and it's Chinese not, it's police. Not, yeah, it's not as breakfast. Chinese uh, police stations in the U.S. and the listen to this. This is unbelievable. So, and this is the FBI director. You would think that this was yeah. This is was crazy. Yeah. So this this is reported F- by Reuters too, and it was reported back in November seventh. 
and now you're just hearing about it. Mm, right. It says, FBI Director Christopher, Christopher Ray gives a statement during U.S. Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee hearing on security threats to the United States on Capitol Hill on November the 17th of 2022. The, the United States is deeply concerned about Chinese government setting up unauthorized police stations in the U.S. to possibly uh, pursue and influence FBI Director uh, Christopher Ray to lawmakers on Thursday. So what it came out, Safeguard Defenders, a European-based rights organization, published a report in September revealing the presence of dozens of Chinese police stations in major cities around the world, including New York City. Wow. So the FBI didn't discover this through an investigation, but they heard about it. Through a news organization? From, through a news organization. Oh, wow. And what they're doing, they're saying is, is they're trying to to influence people to go back to China after they defect. So that sounds a whole lot like Russia. How do you influence people to go back to a place you so don't want to go to? You tell them we know where your family lives. So Chinese government operatives are in the United wow. States of, of America. Well, it shouldn't surprise and, and, us. And they're, and they're setting up police stations uh, unauthorized. But what gets me about the story is they're deeply concerned. They didn't strap on their guns and their bulletproof vests and go arrest anybody or close it down. No, they had to go to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, yeah they go up to do a, give a report to a Senate committee on government affairs and mm. safety and say they're deeply concerned about it. Now, this is we've known this since September. Let's yes. count that. September, October, November, now December. We've known it for four months. And I haven't heard about any raids. Have you guys? No. no I'm not, no, I've not no, heard no, anything. No, no. no. I, I no. did. It did bring up one question for me. I was telling, I was asking R.D. if he could look up and see, you know, where, you know, police officers go get donuts. All right. Now, when <laughs> these guys get break, do they go, like, looking for a bowl of rice? I'm just wondering. Yeah, Chinese police, yeah. Yeah, you would think that they might, or laundry. Might. I mean, it could be doing that as well. well you, now, could probably, you could probably I'm look at real, I'm going Aaron, I'm going to get it, baby. I'm going to get hit about that one. But anyway. Anyway, bottom line is, uh, think about that. They've they've heard about it. They heard about it, not through investigation. Something tells me that if you did a look deeply into the emails that they get, somebody has asked the FBI about this, and the FBI just turned a blind eye to it. Maybe so. Or, or they called Twitter and said, hey. You need to know about this. A European-based human rights organization, you know, brought brought it to light. And uh, they didn't figure it out on their own. But Of course not. It's the FBI. <laughs> Come on. Well, of course, you know, Biden could have got a secret report, but he may have lost some customers or something if he did anything Isn't about it. Isn't it not amazing how short of a period of time that it's taken from 9-11 when people thought highly of the FBI and what they were doing and making sure that terrorism wasn't happening, to today that we see how corrupt they have become and uh, that they really can't be trusted even to clean toilets. 
It's, it's not it's good. all politics. Politics mm-hmm. is infiltrated places in our government. Yeah, it's all politicized now. You're that, right. That you would think the basic, the basic love of this country and the well-being of this country would override political parties and would cross both aisles. Well, but it's, it's, it's politics, and there's, but, uh, there's lots of power involved, and there's the money. Lot, lot, yeah, lots of money involved, and yeah, and so there's all kinds. Go ahead, of whatever, whatever you say after you say it, I'm going to say money. money. Because I'm telling you, that that's what talks. It what does it, money, money it doesn't, and, and it doesn't co- talk. It screams and, and cover up. And and this, you've got people engaged in serious criminal activities like the Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Who knows what was involved? Who, who was involved in that? And who wants that covered up? Yeah. Well, that's the number two thing that's big in cover Washington. Up. No, sex. Oh, money, sex, cover up is for all of those yeah, things. Sure. And it's a cover-up that's always worse than whatever you've done. In some cases, you end, yeah. up, you end up committing dozens of felonies to cover up one misdemeanor. A- absolutely. A- unless you're really smart, like Bill Clinton, and you just go, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, well, I know a, the American people are oh, willing to give a poor country boy from a poor upbringing another chance. Raised by a single mom. Yeah, there but, you go. I forgot about that. <laughs> Did they have a dog? He's a minority. I Did don't know. They couldn't afford a dog. Use that too? They couldn't afford a dog. <laughs> They couldn't afford to feed it, <laughs> no. but uh, but anyway, I, I'm surprised that Bill Clinton didn't open up like, like a, a consulting business, you know, in Washington. Not on, enough money on, on how how to be Teflon. No, they called him Teflon Bill. I'm just saying, not enough money. He, money. Was, he was he'd give, you, he'd give you that freely as long as you gave him enough money to get elected or get well, or was, to his. He was making good money. His, his speeches, uh, I think. Well, he? he did that. Plus, you get all that money for that um, that uh, presidential mobile home. Yeah, the mobile home over he's got over here. Call it the Teflon Group. Yeah. I think it kind of worked for him, but... I, <laughs> didn't work it, so it, much it, for Hillary. It didn't work so much for Hillary. I think part of it was that... that the fact is, he was a man. And she, well, she and, couldn't and lie well. She wouldn't enough. listen to Bill. Well, she wouldn't uh, listen know, to him. Right. And, and he she was, wouldn't listen. She just wasn't as smooth. And, and the fact is that some some of this stuff just doesn't look as sexy on a woman as it does on a man. And it's just kind of our culture. I think. If Hillary would have hired Bill Clinton as her consultant and listened to her husband on the race that she ran, but, she would be president right maybe, now. Maybe she thing, would have beaten Obama in yeah, the primary. That's I mean, exactly right. If she just listened to her husband, she'd be that, president. That be true, but just just like just like with Donald Trump, people like Donald Trump. But if there was a woman running, just like Donald Trump, they wouldn't like her. I don't think because it, it's just it. Well, that's Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, what can I say? So yeah, the, come on. But but the, but the thing is though that, that that Bill Clinton could pull some things off that a woman could never get away with just because of just because of the, the reality about social the, our social structure and and how we view know. things and and women. I'm telling you, that's strange too. They it can be slick. It maybe is, but but I think a lot of it was that, in spite of the fact that Bill Clinton was apparently just kind of a thug, um, lots of women liked him, and lots of women still do, from what I gather. He might could still almost women like the, the bad boys out there. Come on, and that's, didn't you ever have that? Didn't you ever have that problem when you were you know wanting to date some girl in high school and 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 you did everything you could and uh, she didn't want to have boy. anything to do with you. She wanted to go out with the guy with the cigarettes rolled up. 
in his sleeve on his T-shirt and stuff. Hmm, I can't say. I can't say I remember that. Now, I can remember <laughs> going, what does she see in that dude? He's nothing. He's going to just I went to school in Mountain View, Arkansas. I mean, there wasn't that bad <laughs> no. of a boys up there. I mean, where I came from, there were. Let me just tell you. And you, know, you weren't guys, too far from if, Chicago. Yeah. Right? If somebody was breaking brownies in home ec that might have had some foreign matter in them, that's probably about as bad as it got. No, well, we didn't. And that wasn't the key. It was. These are bad boys. You know, these were the guys that said, come on. Come on, honey, go to the party tonight. You, I promise I'll only drink one beer mm. after you've drank five. Mm. You know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, bottom line, uh, they look for the bad boys. And you ladies out there know who you are. All right. <laughs> Hillcrest designer jewelry. Don't forget. My, man, I'm giving you all kinds of reasons to email me today. Uh, Hillcrest designer jewelry wants you to know they're located at 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Uh, over 40 years of experience with Eric Coleman. He's been open over a decade, and he will take care of you no matter what it is that you want to do. Are you wanting to, you know, pick something up from the display case? He's got plenty of stuff to pick from. He's got the highest quality diamonds and rubies and emeralds that you can uh, look at, plus all kinds of other stones that I don't even know what you call, you know, tourmalines and all thing, kinds of things. I don't even know what a tourmaline is. Bottom line, it's pretty. And uh, Eric loves them, and he knows you like them. He knows he's got plenty of gold gold this year, silver gold, platinum gold. Not selling this year as much as gold gold. You want gold that looks like gold. I don't blame you. And uh, he's got all of that, repairs, cleaning, everything. He can do it all at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Again, 3000 Cavanaugh, Suite E, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Stop by, see Eric today. All right, we continue on Dave Ellswick's show here on a Monday morning. And uh, if uh, you didn't hear there in the first hour, let me play something, uh, a little audio here for you. Can we pull that up uh, for me? Uh, Aaron, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm talking. I'm filling time so Eric can find it again. And uh, here it is. You got it? Nope, he's still got it. He's looking for it. It's loading up. He's, he's getting loaded up. It's uh, something that happened yesterday afternoon uh, with uh, with NASA, and I want to I want to see if we can get it up. You got it? Still not there. Get the splashdown. And he says, "Wait a second, it's going to be there. It's coming. Yeah, mm. it's coming up." Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to shut up until it plays. They can blame you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they just had they just had dummies in there this time. How there. many yeah. people were around when we went on the moon the first time? A lot of people were around when we went on the moon the first time. Be a Still lot of around. There's yeah. going to be a, a, a huge amount of people uh, sitting around TVs and computers and all kinds of stuff watching it the second time that we land. And here is what they heard that you heard this morning. Go ahead, or yesterday. Go ahead from Tranquility Base. To Taurus Litro to the tranquil waters of the Pacific, the latest chapter of NASA's journey to the moon comes to a close. Orion, back on Earth. There you go. Back on the Earth. They fired it up and it went all the way to the moon. The capsule went all the way around the moon and several times and then came back and landed. When it got back to the Earth, it was going 25,000 miles per hour. And when it hit the atmosphere, it slowed it down to 300 miles an hour. 
What's amazing is we had the technology to do that in the in the late 60s and early 70s with the technology that we had at that time that they actually accomplished it with the technology they had. I mean, our TVs, it took five minutes for the TV to warm to up warm so you up could to watch, to watch TV. We'd, we didn't have microwaves at that time. There wasn't t- technology for microwaves. You so. got the microwaves because of the space program. That's right. But we put a man on the moon whenever cars got six miles a gallon in <laughs> And, 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 your t- and your TV took right, 10 minutes right, to warm and, up and, before you could watch it. And, and back, back and when they had computers that... They had the, tubes in them. Well, and, and to, to have the equivalent of what we carried on our cell phone might take an acre of office space yeah. or something. It's just that the, the technology is so much different now. You can have automated controls that are... That that are tiny in comparison to the to what was oh yeah microization uh, right. you, you know yeah, we big, had big to back thing. they had to back that up to play it at that time when you back your computer up there was a reel to reel and you were wind, you were winding the film up from one side to the right. other when you were backing you when you were backing up your computer okay so we talked about cinema earlier on becoming an independent several elected Democrats despite a great deal of success in the 2022 midterms and we can't deny that as Republicans they had more success than they should have have chosen to end their affiliation with the Democratic Party in recent weeks raising concerns over whether the party may be suffering from a retention problem as political divides continue to widen in the U.S. from all levels of government local state and federal elected officials once labeled Democrats announced after the recent midterm elections they would be switching parties or becoming independent voices in their respective roles. So who we got? We got Cinema, uh, who has refused to fall in line with other Democrats on key issues, announced Friday in an op-ed for the Arizona Republic that she was leaving the Democratic Party and had registered as an independent. She isn't the only elected leader who recently made this decision. Uh, New York City Councilman Ari Kagan, who was elected to the council in 21 as a Democrat, announced that he would be exiting the party to become a Republican. Hmm. In West Virginia, State Senator uh, Glenn Jeffries announced earlier this month he was foregoing his affiliation with the party to join the GOP. And with the recent departures, the questions have been raised whether uh, the Democrats are facing retention issues after Democrats maintained control of the Senate and narrowly lost the House. But strategists from both sides of the aisle appear divided over the reasoning while some elected officials have decided to abandon their party. Acknowledging that both parties have challenges, Kevin Sievert, who served as chief of staff to former House Speaker Paul Ryan, he's a Democrat, he just says he's a Republican. Democrats have an ideological problem because of their woke progressive base. Progressive activists literally chased Senator Sinema into a bathroom when she wouldn't agree to their policy demands and on and on, and that doesn't look very the pleasant. Democrats isn't a Republican activist group either. No. D- Democrats definitely have ideological problems. They're insane. They, they've got... They've some got, of them are. Some of them are. But the, the, the mainstream Democrat Party right now, from what I gather, has just embraced nonsense. It's, it's not even just... And why, but, weird, but Paul, Paul, let me ask you, why have they embraced it? I don't know. I it, can tell you what gets them elected. Well, uh, but, but who's elected? Who, who wants this garbage? There's what, what? a lot of people that I, want this garbage. Just, Haven't you figured that out well, yet? Well, apparently, this, but it's... it's, it's I, I, who, you, who, who, these, these, 
It's it's. I've got him. He can't talk. <laughs> uh, let me tell you Go something. Ahead. This garbage has been in our school systems for twenty five to thirty years yeah. or longer. So we, the Republicans, have embraced all of this garbage that you're talking about by letting the Democrats run the school and systems since the sixties. That was not the case. One vote from Sturch would had not been enough to kill to let CRT right. no, get right. into the and school that, that's, systems. That's the thing is that, that yes, it, it is incredibly shameful that so many pretty decent conservative people have been allowing government to raise their children for them and indoctrinate them and brainwash them into all sorts of just atrocious nonsense. I don't even know if it, you really it, sat down and talked to those people if they think that that's happening. And that's part of the problem. So that school is part choice. of the problem. And it's not only in the schools. It's in the, it's in the colleges and universities, and it's probably worse. School choice is the answer to this problem. Empower parents yeah, we're gonna to find take out their what children the Republicans are where they want of. them to be. So if Republicans will not embrace school choice, they're embracing the doctrination of the left. So make a choice. Right. The, the, the government school system is a campaign for the Democrat Party. Amen. Out of time. Out of time. Guys, I'll see you next week. We'll do it again. Then I'm going to give you a couple of weeks off with pay. and uh, (laughs) Overtime pay. (laughs) And I'll see see you back here. Uh, Coming up at 9 o'clock, don't go anywhere because Roby Brock is coming here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You won't want to miss what he has to say. Ask me if my Christmas tree, if we put it up yet. Um, the answer is no. That's right. Yes. Has, and because she doesn't want to put it up because the grandkids are out coming by and the kids are all in their 40s. And she goes, why do we got to get all that crap out? And I go, because I like it. So? <laughs> I know I've lost the argument when she says so. I'm going to confess, I keep mine decorated in the garage with a, like, you know, it's covered. You got a and plastic so bag all, over it? Uh, it's like a sheet. But all you got to do is just... Get one of the kids to help you carry it in to the house and plug it, it down, out, huh? plug it in. Smart. I, I think that's smart. Five I agree. minutes, instant Christmas. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. The craziest person I ever interviewed, I interviewed Ed McMahon one time. And I was at his house, and he was a really strange character in the first place. But the, the main thing that I thought was really weird is that he had a room his Christmas room and he wanted to show me his Christmas room and I'm telling you this this his room it was a bedroom is as big as my dining room I mean it's huge <laughs> and it is nothing but Christmas and I said well Mr. McMahon this is cool he says I come here when I'm depressed well there you go and it, it lifts my spirit he wasn't depressed much uh, if you were the guy that was hired because you could laugh the best for Johnny Carson, I'd be depressed all the time. Right, you are. <laughs> um, I cannot top that story, but i got to tell you a good celebrity story. I one time got contracted to go do some public service announcements for Mary Steenburgen. Oh, and I cool. had to travel to uh, California to do them. Oh, really? And uh, she's got a house in um Oh, a Brentwood, you know. Oh, where, nice. Yeah. That's where. Uh, yeah, where the OJ, the OJ stuff went was at. Yeah. So of course, you know, I'm on the drive over there. I'm like, where is it? Where yeah, is which it? house? But we, um, so we show up, and the assistant kind of takes us through the back door. She's not there yet, so we're going to set up in some you know room that they had. I walk in the back door, which is the kitchen, and um, Sam Malone is standing there. 
I mean, you know, her husband, yeah. Ted. Um, did he ha- did he have his hair on? He did, but he just looks at me and he goes, "Hey, welcome. Can I get you something to drink?" And I was like, "Oh my!" I mean, I didn't say it out loud, but I was yeah. like, "Sam Malone just asked me if I wanted a drink." I can't say it. I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm good, thanks." You know? Yeah, well, one of his one of his favorite workers just passed away. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Christy Alley right. just yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, that's just right. Just a long yeah. My claim to fame. When I was in the Air Force, and I did all the internal uh, information for the Air Force, for the Secretary of the Air Force, is doing, uh, I interviewed uh, Ronald Reagan in the Oval Office. Oh, wow. In the Oval Office. Yeah. That's impressive. Let me tell you that. Just because of who I am, that was like walking into Nirvana. I you mean, were ready. Amazing. You could have gone into the sunset the next day. I could have. I, had, I was all dressed up, my class my class C's and the whole nine yards. Where is he in here? He's laying down over on the side. Uh, the back of him broke down, and i got to get a, a one-by-one to put on, the, on his back to stand him up. And I'm going to because I now have two trumps in I here, know. and i gotta, I got to level it out and bring Ronald back yeah. in. you gotta, you got to dispose of one trump. Trump yeah, and put a Reagan in there. Did you see? Did you notice my Trump now is holding a <laughs> holding a governor of Arkansas saying uh, so I did that anyway. Uh, but that was and and he was a great guy, a very nice man, and walked in. The first thing he said is, and he knew his ranks, or they had told him before I walked in, and he says, "Stuff, Sergeant Ellswick, would you like a jelly bean?" Wow. And did I, you eat it or did you just I, put it in your pocket? No, I ate it. <laughs> I ate it, man. It's the first time I ever had a jelly what belly. What color was it? It was blue. Blue. It was oh, blue. Okay. I just happened to get the blue one out of there. may have been the only one in the dispenser, <laughs> but it was good. I think it was blue raspberry. I think it was probably the flavor of it, but That's it was awesome. good. It was good. I, That's awesome. What a memory. There's some There's some cool things I got to do because I in the Air Force, I was doing all the internal information. I interviewed Casper Weinberger and Bush yeah. Senior, when he was still vice president, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. But it was it was fun. I I liked it because that's my element. It has been when I was a kid. Did your dad, when you were a kid, did you sit around the table and talk politics at dinner? You know, he really did not. My yeah. dad was a CPA. Oh, wow. So, you talk you numbers. Know, yes, it was. <laughs> I can remember for my fourteenth birthday, he. Pulled out his 10-key adding machine and threw a phone book at me. And he said, you need to learn how to use that 10-key because you're going to be working for me this tax season. Cross-checking tax returns. Oh, wow. So sit there and... So, and that, was that what told you that you did not want to be a bean counter the rest yeah, of your you life? Yeah, you know, I studied accounting through college to my junior year. And I took a Shakespeare class and cost accounting in the same semester because I, I went to Hendricks, so it's a liberal okay. arts degree, so you right. can take a bunch of different things. And I liked Shakespeare more than cost accounting. And so wow, that says a I, lot right I talked there. to my dad about it, and he said, <laughs> look, because I had taken a lot of accounting and econ already. He said, if you will take intermediate accounting – I'll let you change your major to an English major. I wanted to do English to, to practice writing and yeah. communication skills because I felt like that's the direction I was going to go. But um, I had um, – and but anyhow, I mean, I probably took enough at the time to minor in accounting, but they didn't have a minor up there then. You just got a BA. So, but I, you got to be something. I got to be something. But anyhow, so I wound up taking intermediate, and I did that and survived. You know, and So I took all those accounting and econ classes, and then I wound up – really backloading on a bunch of literature and English well, and stuff. 
I can't tell you what I want it to be. I see. I was a radio, TV, and journalism major, and it was a minor in political science and philosophy. Hmm, what might this guy get into? Yeah, yeah. talk radio. <laughs> yeah. That's what, didn't have that such a thing at that time, but no. uh, I, I didn't know I wanted to be in communications, and I didn't know it was going to involve politics. Yeah. I knew I could always fall back on the accounting stuff. I mean, and I have had That's several good. jobs when I was younger. It was like, yeah, I can go make some money. I can go make some money and have a steady job and do some accounting work. Because you know I'm what? Good. You find out feeding yourself is pretty important. It is. <laughs> feeding others is even more important. Yeah, so, that's, but, uh, that's most important. I got to push that off till later in life. All right. I, I have to admit that on Shakespeare, yeah, never became a fan until I got my 30s. And then I started getting yeah. kind of interested from a historical com, yeah. you know, context to read Henry VIII and all of that, and Richard yeah. and all that other stuff. I, I like the story, you know, the storylines and the like writing Macbeth about it. And all like that. That. But I really like short stories were really where I enjoyed everything. I took a couple of short story classes and... You know, there's just so much diversity in what you're reading, you know, on a daily basis for some of those classes. And I was just like, that was much more interesting. I to went me. to New York one time and was and guys wanted to go out and grab a beer. So we went out to this tavern and um, we were sitting down and guy sitting across from me said, hey, Dave, you're sitting in an important seat. I go, Who, yeah. He says, yeah, this is where old Henry used to come. And you're sitting in his seat. And I said, I bet he's really disappointed. <laughs> How many? You haven't had seven wives, have you? What? No, you haven't had seven wives. No, have I have not. All right, I've had I've had two. Um, just that's all right. First one's dead. Second uh, one's still with me. Good. Are you going to introduce me? I mean, yeah, I was. I was getting to. Yeah, I was okay. getting to it. Everybody knows your voice. Come uh, on, it's Roby Brock. Everybody knows Roby Brock. If you want to talk politics on a talk show here in uh, in Little Rock or anywhere in Arkansas, you talk to Roby Brock because he has uh, the contacts. He's he he's liked by people, unlike me. Uh, <laughs> I like you. Yeah, I know, but a lot of people don't, Roby. They don't like to hear me say, "Hey." Quit screwing up. You know, the Republicans think that I should always be in their corner. I'm not always in their corner. Yeah. I argued with them. We were just talking about this today. When uh, when Obamacare came and the Republicans were saying, well, we're going to vote for it, but we're going to make it Republican. I said, like how? What's it called again? They said Obamacare. I said, "What's it called again?" Yeah. <laughs> and you think you're going to make it? Re- it you're so. going to make it Republican? Yeah. It ain't going to make it Republican. No, it doesn't work that way. You know it. Repeal and replace. Do you talk to any of those guys anymore? Do you talk to like David Sanders and people like that? I haven't talked to David Sanders in a while. I talked to Jonathan Dismang a lot. He well, was one yeah, of the architects I, of that. I know. Um, and uh, still see John Burris from time to time. We we'll talk about yeah. Whatever's when going when on. the session is in in full swing, I'll see him walk in the hall. Because yeah. that's what he does now. Well, he's making money now. Yeah, he so. is making money. Yeah. As far as that. Just stay out of the dome. All right. But the bo- <laughs> I, I, won't get, I won't get deep into that. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? The dome? Well, you don't remember about he and who else was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they were there after hours that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was <laughs> 
<laughs> he got he was really mad. Nothing at me. good happens after midnight. No, Dave. my that's, my that's dad my mom, taught man. me that a long time ago. Yes, but yeah, that, I remember all of that stuff yep. going down. And you know, the Republicans, I believe this time. I want to hear what you think about this. I think this time the Republicans will not have as much problem being conservative as they have in the past. Yeah, I think two reasons for that. Number one, um, there's more conservative members that have been elected. Mm -hmm. And number two, the numbers are bigger. I mean, they got 82 in the House and 29 out of 35 in the Senate. I mean, if you can't get a conservative agenda passed with, those aren't even super majorities. Those are super duper majorities. And then we we got rid of some of the, what I would call serious left-leaning moderates i mean sturch is gone now yeah you know he doesn't have to worry about any phone calls coming at time of important garner's gone but i don't know if he qualified as a left-leaning republican there so yeah yeah. and then and then there's plenty of conservative voices i mean new conservative voices and real conservatives i got to speak last week when they were doing their orientation they do a a short media session and ask a couple of the capital reporters to come in and just answer questions you know what does an off the how do you do an off the record conversation how do you do an on the record conversation you know that kind of stuff it's real simple i say this is off the record (laughs) that's what that's that's the way i do it too so but um you know they just had questions you know and most of them are not super skilled at doing interviews because they're from smaller towns it's their first time to be running for office for some of them and i think there's just some nervousness and my advice to them is don't talk to the media if you're not comfortable i mean it doesn't hurt my feelings if they're like you know i'm just not sure i'm I don't want to say something and get myself in trouble, or I don't want to say something and jeopardize whatever. I'm like, it's fine. So I can find someone else that can talk about the issue. So there's plenty. But of I like to get to know them to talk about yes, the issue. But I like to get to know them. You know, yeah. kind of identify who's got real talent and who's going to kind of be a backbencher and just go. With, you know, follow the crowd towards go things. with so, the flow. Yeah. There's so, plenty of those, too. So I like the fresh voices up there, and um, I like it when there's new blood like that. It's good to refresh. Okay, so that's what Jefferson said. He said it a little differently, but that's okay. Yeah, I don't think you said it like that. So. <laughs> I, I quote Jefferson so often for people, and they go, he really said that? And I go, yeah, he said that the tree of liberty has to be replenished with the bl- blood of patriots from time to time. There you go. That's exactly what so. he said. Of course, my famous statement from Jefferson is, when the people learn that they can vote themselves money out of the public treasury, democracy will die. Look at America. Let's take a look. Yeah. He, he was a pretty smart guy. He really, really was. All right. Roby Brock's going to be here the whole hour, basically. I'm going to let him get out about 10 minutes early because he's got another meeting. He's a busy guy, and he's in, in, in large uh, – what what – but they, they want him to come and talk to him, unlike me, because they, they hear me on the air, and they know what I'm going to say anyway, so they, they don't ask me I to come. I only talk for 30 minutes, well, an hour now every week on air. You talk for, what, three hours every day? Yeah, I, t- yeah, I talk. Yeah, coming up, I'm, I'm, 
I'll, I'll let a little secret out. I'll be on four hours a day. See? In the near future, See? I'll be doing 20 hours a week. That's a lot of talking, man. Yeah, you know where I stand. Everybody knows where I stand, basically. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more. Roby Brock, I like him. He's a, he's a friend. I know I, I can ask a question. He'll give me a straight answer, and that's what I really like about people is that they talk straight. P.I. Roofing, don't forget about them. They're now P.I. Roofing Home Solutions. You don't just call them about your roof. Call them if you need some kind of construction done. You know, the big construction companies, they only want the big deals. They don't want the small deals. So, uh, you know, P.I. Roofing do those small deals for you. Work on your deck. Work on maybe a wall that needs some work or you, you need the ladder fixed that goes up into the uh, uh, attic or whatever. They'll take care of those types of jobs. All you got to do is call them. 501-707-3115. Again, 501-707-3115 or go to PIRoofing.com and know this. If they could do your roof as good as they did your roof and they're going to do that kind of work when you need construction done you know who to call pi roofing pi roofing.com all right so let me get down to the serious questions i'll get away i'll get away from just doing fill was what my boss would call it anyway let me ask you. It's good to catch up every now and then. I agree. I love just sitting here and talking to you as far as this, this goes. Again, let me remind you, I've known Roby since I've basically been here in uh, in, in Little Rock. How many how many years have you been doing things here? 23. Okay. 24 next year. Just Okay, so you've just beaten me. I've been here for 23 years now. Yep. And uh, so I got, I got a hold of you almost immediately because I – Here's what I know. I, I have never come into a new market and started to say, you know where I'm from, this is the way we would have done it. That is not going to endear you to anybody. <laughs> not to anybody. Now, I, I did know a lot about the South because my mother was from Louisville. My dad was from Charleston. Both my brothers were from Louisville. I'm the only one more, born north of the Mason-Dixon. So... Um, you know, sweet tea, saying y'all and all that. That was just second Louisville's nature to me. barely in the South. Barely. Just, just Well, barely, you sure so. wouldn't know it. You, 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 get, you get halfway down Indiana, and the accent changes dramatically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody sounds like they're from, you know, down in Atlanta or something. It's amazing how quickly it changes. Where the word my is a three-syllable yes. word. You know, my. Uh, you know, when you talk to them, and they, they always tell you it's all. I gotta get my all changed. I know you gotta get your what changed. I get my oil changed. All right. There was a editorial cartoonist used to be real famous here named George Fisher. You may have heard of him before. He wrote a book called How to Speak Southern one time, <laughs> and it's like, uh, you know, gov- government is government. G U B apostrophe M E N T government. You know. I don't know if people realize when I start talking about, you know, we have met the enemy and he is us. They don't have any idea. I'm, I'm quoting out a little Abner and things of that yep. nature. And there's a, a lot of truth that comes out of out of the South. I mean, Mark Twain was the best about him. Yep. I really did. You know, I mean, when he would say common sense isn't very common anymore, he was he was being honest about it. Same way now. Same way. It has never changed. True. Will. 
I'm trying to think. Will Rogers, another guy that was great. Yes. You know? You know, what was it that he said about jackasses and, polit- and, polit- and politicians? <laughs> oh, I repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that kind of stuff. So how do you see this playing out? Look, I'm hearing things through the grapevine. I know you hear them as well. I'm hearing that uh, the governor, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, first uh, female governor in the state of Arkansas, is going to be hardcore universal school choice. Yep. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, I don't have that on the record, but I heard a lot of things that are, you know, kind of in the, the chatter sphere, as I like to call it there. But I've heard a lot on the record, too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had people so, come right and say, Dave, what you wouldn't want since 2010 is yeah, coming this yeah, year. No, I, I think so. Yeah, now, look, I think um, I think school choice, whatever that kind of looks like, is going to definitely – everything this session that you're, you've been kind of hearing from a conservative viewpoint mm-hmm. is not a matter of – when I'm sorry, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So okay. I think that there will be some pretty bold stuff put forward this session. Um, might it be everything that everyone that's conservative has always wanted? Maybe not, but it's going to push the ball a lot further down the field than it has ever been before. So um, I, I there is conversation right now about – you know, we spend a little over $7,000 per child in public education, mm-hmm. that the money per child could be used however you want it to be used. That's Whether what I'm that's, hearing. You know, virtual homeschool, private school, go to a different public school than where you're at now. I mean, go to having, a religious school. Go into a religious school, having all of those options. I think that's out there. There's probably some things that have to be ironed out in terms of passing some sort of court or legal muster in the way that that money is spent. But I think you will see a pretty aggressive attempt to make that happen. So, Well, here's here's what they've got that they never had before. You've got all kinds of states that have already done it. Yeah. Florida. You got yeah. Arizona. I think there's close to 15 states that have already yeah, done some a lot of this. Of so there's a good blueprint out there to kind of you know mirror and map some stuff from. I think that that education is what Sarah Sanders wants to be her signature issue. You know, I Asa agree. said I want to be the jobs governor. Um, I think she wants to be the education governor, and so I think that you'll see some statistics move in education from where we've been in the past, and that's going to be her calling card for somewhere down the road or maybe a short ways down the road who knows how far down the road but somewhere down the road i think that's what she's going to stake her reputation on it's going to be interesting i'm i'm real excited i'll be set up over at the capitol on tuesdays and thursdays i'm curious to see who she picks for her education uh cabinet member her secretary um i you know, I mean, I've heard she might keep Johnny Key. She might not keep Johnny Key. They're very, being very close-lipped on that. I just I feel like she's going to probably want to bring in somebody of her own. I sense it might be somebody from out of state that has a national reputation. There, there, there's a lady that's on her staff with the last name of Conger. Mm-hmm. Gretchen. That could be very easily moved into that position. Well, I think she's the chief of staff, so uh, I don't think yeah. she's going to move her into that position. But she's got a lot of national education context, too. I mean, come from Arizona where they have made some pretty bold reforms. So I see a lot right. on that front. Let's talk about it after the news. All right. We're back. Not You're not doing any traffic right now? 
and sent for you, Aaron. I, I'll tell you what. When you do traffic, I think you should start off by going, "Hi, this is Aaron," and 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 then give us the traffic. How's that little sound effect in the background? Make it sound like you're in the field, That's like you're it. on a highway, or in the helicopter. Listen, look at me. Just do this. Oh yeah, sounds like you're up in a helicopter. You can add in some background stuff. <laughs> All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Roby Rock is here. Roby, it's going to be fun to watch what happens in in the Senate because, to be honest, the Republicans push through anything they want to right now. Uh, well, in both chambers, they can push well, through anything they want to. But yes, that, but, but in mean, the Senate, no, for sure. There's a there's a little bit more unity in the Senate just because it's a smaller group, and you know they they can be a little bit more collegial. You get a few more factions in the House, so it's different. Um, I had an interview with Bart Hester a couple of weeks ago. That pro tem, yeah, he'll be the new. Well, he'll be the, yeah, he'll be new president pro, pro tem, but he's got all kinds of um, you know things that he ideas will get out there and say. You know, I mean, when I told him or when I asked him about, you know, there's a lot of talk about building a thousand bed prison, you know, to to deal with public safety. Because a thousand, three thousand beds, you can't build a prison big enough for what I want to do. So he said, I will be the person that wants the biggest prison in Arkansas. So So he's going to outdo Tim Griffin. Oh, I think he will definitely outdo Tim Griffin (laughs) on how big that prison is going to be. But um, anyhow, he's not one to speak his mind. Well, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But he, he'll be big on the education debate as well. I think he wants to see a lot of change. He he emphasized to me, kids are not reading by the third grade level. We can get rid of everything else. and I mean, band, sports, uh, history, science. Yeah. This is him talking. Uh, until we can get these kids reading by the third grade level. And once they can read by the third grade level, we will we'll start adding some more stuff in. That did send a few people into orbit, you can imagine. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think that his point is there's going to be a lot more emphasis on teaching kids to read and, before and they get to third grade. So. And they should be. Yeah, we're the worst in this nation. If you can't front. read, you can't move forward. It's you that you can't do any of that other stuff. Yeah, no, that, 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 very, very, very simply that. And, I mean, look, I look at Cabot. Cabot's supposed to be one of the best school districts here in the area. And I'll be honest with you, uh, coming up in, in uh, August next year, I have lived in Cabot for 20 years. And at one time, now, people, Cabotans, you're going to be upset with what I said. <laughs> Cabot used to have one of the finest school systems in the state. It is not that way anymore. Just do do some studying and look at the reading scores in Cabot that only 30% of the seniors, basically, are reading a grade level. That should worry you. That really should worry yeah. you. And and then you look across the state, and kids are graduating, and they got like A++++ grades, and they got to go through all of these retention classes. Yeah, that, should, that should worry you as well. Yeah. Why aren't they learning, you know, the, the basics, at least in high school? Yeah, there's a lot of questions to be asked here. Well, I think they'll ask them this time around. But I and think you'll see some parties. By yeah, the way, I think you'll see some aggressive education reform this. I'm next all session, for so, it. Yeah, I mean, doing the same thing over and over, as Einstein said, it's not working. It's insanity. Yeah, it really is. It ain't going to change. So, I'm excited about this this uh, series that's coming up. The other thing I'm excited about is I honestly believe there is enough Republicans that really want to cut 
the budget. Yeah, I'll be curious to see the budget that gets put forward. You know, the uh, Hutchinson budget that was put forward a couple of weeks ago, right after the election for the next two years, had about a, f- a little over a 5% increase in the first year. A lot of that was extra money for um, teacher pay, mm-hmm. teacher salaries. And then it was about a 2% increase the year after that in terms of their forecast and what they're projecting. You can kind of... There'll be big elements of that that'll stay intact for the legislature, but you can pretty much throw Hutchinson's blueprint for the next two years yep. out the window because Sarah's going to come with something different, and that's where the well, negotiation and that's where the negotiation on, will be. She ran on she wants to cut the income tax for the average guy and, and gal out there, and she knows that the only way to do that is you got to cut spending. Yep. I mean, really cut spending, not that stuff of hey, we're going to raise this. So we're going to raise this 12%, but we'll only raise it by 6%. So that's a 6% cut. Right, right. What do you think? You know, I hear a lot of the, about the talk about cutting, and I and, and I agree. That's the only way you're going to bring it down. But there's there's three areas that are really make up about 94% of the budget. Education. <laughs> Education. Number one. Yeah. Uh, and you got your prisons and public safety. Yeah, number two. And you got human services. That's so, it. That number three. Yeah, those big three things really are over 90% of everything. So I don't think you can – you could cut dramatically everything other than those three areas, and you're not going to make a dent in – savings so you got to do some things in those three areas to make some reform nobody wants to cut prisons right now they want to spend more on that Mm -hmm. Uh, they want to invest more in education so i don't know if it's going to be a matter of taking what's there and reallocating it or if it's going to be if you if you spend less are you going to move the needle i mean i think that's the question that may be what they experiment with. And then on human services. Maybe by moving the money around, like moving the money into um, schools that the public school teachers don't want to see it go to, you start seeing results go up. Yeah. Well, uh, just think about this, because we were talking about this earlier. If, if the money follows the student, which I think that's will be right. a proposal that's out there, and let's just say it's I'm rounding down here to about $7,000 per student what I got we spend you. right now. Um, you're not spending any less, but you could get some different results. That's, yeah, I, and I believe that. But that's not cutting spending, is my point. Yeah. So, um, but honestly, I mean, I think everybody wants a break, but you know, they have been cutting taxes pretty steadily yeah. over the last eight years. You know, I think she'll stay on an incremental tax cut basis. I don't think she'll go massive. Let's do a flat tax of one and a half percent and just. Get but there. I, it would not surprise me thinking about her father mm-hmm. who ran on a flat tax campaign that that is not used somewhere within yeah we're not far from a flat tax right now there's only two tax brackets in arkansas right now so I the mean, haves and the have not no, i'm just kidding <laughs> um speaking like a democrat yeah no i'm just saying they've they've <laughs> they've eliminated a lot of the tax brackets over all of this tax reform they've done there's only two tax brackets right now so it's that highest which is 4.9 percent and then i'm not sure what the other level is but it's below that but I think they'll get there in the next couple of years. I'm, I am firmly ensconced in the argument that it's not a tax cut if you cut someplace and you raise it in another place. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not. That, I, that, I agree with you on that. That, that whole thing, being, a, being a, a veteran, I really got irritated about giving the veterans the, the tax break on their retirement. 
and then raising three other taxes yeah. to be able to do it. I yeah. hate it. That, yeah. that No one puts on the uniform to get a tax break, especially that way. Yeah. I don't I don't think you'll see that shell game going on. I don't I don't well, think we've good. I don't think we've been doing it to be honest with you. I mean, there hasn't been a lot lately. It's just been we've had such robust tax revenue in large part cuz the federal government that we're borrowing money for has been pushing it down here. Um, you know, we got about 2.7 billion dollars in reserves right now in savings if you want to call it. Keep it there right that. now. There is a recession that is coming. Yeah. There's no way to that get around 2. that. That 2.7 billion's pretty close to what the feds have pumped in here during the whole pandemic. So if you yeah. just look at the math, it's about 2.73 billion dollars. So. You know, French Hill talks about that. Yeah. He just says you can't stop it. It yeah. just keeps pouring in. Yeah. And it's not even necessary. And, and and he's right. Well, they're not spending it all. I mean, it's, nope. in, it's in savings right now. They're making, they're, <laughs> I will give them credit. They're being smart. They, they they see the writing on the wall. It just, it just depends on when it gets here. It will get here. It has to get here. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be major. I mean, I'll just say I think it's going to just be like getting an upset stomach. I don't think it's going to be full-blown diarrhea. Day. Well, let's hope just not. Use a nasty metaphor. No, I understand. You, so. hope, well, that's good. That's <laughs> what I'm known for. That, that's good. I mean, I you know I will agree with you. I don't think it's going to be as bad as everybody had been initially saying. It looks like we've mitigated some of that, but I still know. You know, I, I'm the first one that was used in the old term stagflation here in this state. Yeah. And I kept saying, this is nothing but Jimmy Carter 2.0. And that's exactly where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, but I always remind people, Jimmy Carter did give us one good thing. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a kid when all that went down. I, ba- I, ba- I wish I, I could say I was just I was a kid 11, then. I think, when Carter got elected. So. I wish I could say that. Yeah, I was in the military when, so. when Carter was in the service. You were interviewing Reagan in the White House, yeah. in the Oval what Office. I, say? I mean, who gets to do that? But it's like I've lived through all this stuff. That's the good thing about getting older and being able, you know, being able to talk is that Look, I remember Lyndon Baines Johnson and what they did. I, I tell you stories about Arkansans that were in huge, you know, control in uh, the Capitol. That's right. You know. Wilbur Mills. Yeah. You know, the, the man who McClellan. couldn't keep awake on the Capitol steps. They had some issues back then. Can you imagine if social media was around back oh then? Oh, my God. I, I, I Nobody would have been elected that long. I'm that's just for telling sure. you, I thank God that I... Uh, when I was in college, I didn't have smartphones. <laughs> I really am. Um, I know you got to go. I'm yes, going to let you get out of here. And I've enjoyed we'll it. We'll get you back. Yeah. We have a fun time when we're yeah. on together. I always enjoy and it. And I got him to say diarrhea on the air. That's pretty good. Next time I'll do something different. Okay. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thank you very much, Roby. We appreciate it. Oh, by the way, tell everybody when you're on TV now. Uh, 8.30 on Sunday mornings on Capital View, K-A-R-K, 9.30 on Fox 16, Talk Business and Politics. You give me a full hour, whether you want it or not. That's cool. At least you'll know kind of what's going on, at least what what the politicians will tell you. I'm not 60 hours a week like you, but I hope to be someday. All right. Well, I hope you are, too. Thanks, join, me. Merry join, Christmas me. To join me. Join uh, me the first and Merry week. Christmas to all of your listeners. The day, the day after um, um, Dr. Martin Luther King Day, 
Okay. You come over and join me I'll in the Capitol. Yep. I'll be okay. over there with Doyle. Okay. All right. It's Dave Ellswick Show. We'll take a quick break. Be back to wrap it up. All right. Back with you. My thanks to uh, Robert Brock for coming in and spending about, oh, 50 minutes with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to uh, – Simone should be back. And we'll be talking to her. The Bible guys will be here. We'll be doing a little bit of stuff on Hanukkah because we're, Hanukkah begins this week, I believe. And then uh, we'll be talking about school choice. I'm going to tell you right now, school choice is going to start really being one of the biggest main uh uh, topics that we talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Because, you know, back in 2010, when at that time, uh, State Representative Bruce Westerman was pushing uh, for the money to follow the students and everybody else, you know, we would have been like one of the the first big, you know, big people trying to move that into a main way of uh, doing education. Everybody was having conniption fits, and they were really upset about it. But, you know, Westerman kept telling everybody, this is the only way that we can move because of, uh, you know, the whole Westlake thing. You had to be, you know, it had to be an equal thing. Uh, to get through on the whole state. And by attaching an X amount of dollars of money to the students to go to school wherever they wanted to, that was a way of getting around that. And uh, one side couldn't be yelling it was racist. And, uh, And he was right. He was right in wanting to do it that way. But we didn't have uh, any other states that were doing it. So now, since uh, 2010, here we are coming up to 2023, got 13 years of history. You've got, as you heard Roby talking about, about 15 states now that have some form of this already in. And you've got Arizona, who went from zero to 100, you know, not my words, Governor Ducey's words on education, and you've got Florida doing what they're doing, and West Virginia doing what they're doing, and Indiana doing it as well, and other states also, they're on the train, and then you had the Supreme Court uh, say in uh, the last, uh, their last session that uh, money that was being spent uh, by the government uh, for education uh, could not be denied to religious private schools. That happened up in, I think it was Maine. It could have been Vermont. Don't count me on that, exact, exact except it was in the Northeast. It does seem to me that, uh, as I think about it, it was in Maine. And uh, they told Maine, if you're going to give uh, you know, state money to uh, private schools and uh, all kinds of other schools, you've got to give it to uh, the uh, religious schools, and you have to do it for uh, homeschoolers as well. So, I mean, that, to be honest with you, that's going to be some of the big the big issues is how to do it, because I've already talked to some people that I consider really good conservatives and said we got to make sure the way we write it, that the money is being used for education and not used for something else. And I would agree with that. You know, we don't just give you, you know, a um, 
ESA, an education uh, savings account, and you can take it and draw money from it and buy a new uh, couch set or something like that. I don't want to see that happen. I want to see it used for, for education. So uh, it will be interesting to see how they, they write it all out, just so you, so you know. You know, the stuff that we're going to want to know, how they've got it all set up. And the devil's in the details. I tell you that all the time. That old saying is very, very true. And that is where most of the fighting is going to come down to. Now, if the teachers union and the people who are on the side of we want to keep it the way it is right now and the superintendents and all the rest, you're going to lose. I'm going to tell them right now, you're going to lose. You will lose. You you might as well get on the train that's going to the station instead of getting on the train that's going off the tracks. And that's just uh, that's just the truth. I mean, I'm just giving you the truth. You fight for the old way of saying we're going to destroy public education. That is the wrong way to approach this. You should be sitting down and figuring out how we can do universal school choice and you can be part of it and how to be part of it. Because if you just get on there and say, no, 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 the, the, the amount of people who are all for school choice and it's about 75% of Arkansans are going to tell you to sit down and shut up and they're going to run right over top of you. Just, just my 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 words of uh, warning to you. School choice is coming, and it's coming in a big way. I'm excited about it. It's it's where we can get off the dime, and actually, I believe, uh, improve uh, public education and private education and religious education, even and homeschooling education, all the way around for any dollar that's being spent. Now, I will. And I have warned before. I'm warned again. Back when they passed the um, the lottery, and they said we're going to give X amount of dollars, which was overinflated at the time, but we're going to give X amount of dollars to every kid that wants to go to college on a scholarship from the lottery. And you know who heard that loud and clear? The people who are running the universities, the public universities here in Arkansas. And so they raised their tuition and everything to, to basically, um, you know, match the amount of money that was going to be given to the students. And so the students didn't really give get any kind of break. The price was higher, and it happened to be higher as in how much you would get from the, the scholarship from the lottery. Now, I don't want to see that happen. Uh, we find out every student's going to have $7,000 or whatever to take to um, an institution, and we see them all raise their rates, their, their prices, by seven k. I don't want to see that happen. Look, some of the private schools, you're getting enough money right now, and you're more expensive than if somebody was going to a public school. Let them have that money and bring it to you. You might make a, a little bit of money extra out of it, but you'll have the opportunity to really do something good for the state of Arkansas. And if I start seeing a lot of public or private schools doing that, I will zero in on you. I, I will call you out. I will really call you out. 
because all of you who have these private, especially religious schools, you say that it's for the good of the student. Now is your opportunity. You're going to get the, the possibility to prove it. And there's a lot of, of churches and stuff that I think are going to start private schools. They're going to do that because they're going to have the seed money to be able to do it because of the money that the students will bring to those private church schools. We'll talk about it more tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Be with me at 6 a.m. We'll uh, have some guests on and do some serious talking here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.